Mm-hmm. Mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Forbes has a list composed of the 400 wealthiest people in the United States. In 2017, their combined net worth was $2.7 trillion. It's gone up by $200 billion since then, and today, it's $2.9 trillion. Now, I want to know what it takes to sit at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, you've done it. I am your host, Trayvon, and you have tuned in to another episode of The Session. You don't get to the status of one of those billionaires unless you have the leadership skills and knowledge to persevere through any situation. Now, sitting at the top of that list are Jeff Bezos with $114 billion, Bill Gates with $106 billion, and Warren Buffett with $80 billion. Now, I'm not saying that the amount of money that you make is a direct correlation to how good of a leader you are. Working your employees to death and not providing positive affirmation to your team members are not habits of successful leaders, in my opinion. But one of the better outcomes of successful leadership is a larger income. In my early years, I was always a fan of Warren Buffett and the reputation attached to his name. So when I heard that one of his favorite books is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I went to Barnes & Noble that weekend and purchased the book for 10 bucks. My first step to being a successful leader. I guess you have to spend money to make money, right? <laughs> I've composed a small list of my favorite leaders of corporate America. And in this session, I'll dive into a couple of reasons why I think they're influencing the younger generations in a brilliantly positive way. I'll provide some of their advice that I've seen recently and talk about how I myself have practiced what they preach. Leading my list is the Maverick-owning, Shark Tank legend himself, Mark Cuban. There are three titles that I want at the end of my life, and one of those titles is Venture Capitalist. One of my favorite shows on TV right now is Shark Tank, and this guy right here is one of the leading investors. He started Broadcast.com and worked the company up to a $5.7 billion valuation that he sold to Yahoo, in which he got paid in stock shares. After this, he just slowly diversified his money into different ventures, founding various companies at the same time. Right now, you all know he works on Shark Tank and he's been doing that for just over a decade. So he knows what he's doing when it comes to investing. Before he was even famous on Shark Tank in the year 2000, the man bought part of the Dallas Mavericks for about $300 million. I think, it was, I think it was 258 to be exact. Since then, he's got a little bit of healing to do with the NBA officials and executives as a whole, but the Mavericks are worth $2.25 billion now. I think his leadership style is a go-getter attitude. Don't let anybody stand in our way and we're going to get to the top as a team. You want to be on Mark Cuban's team. He's inspired me personally by showing me how profitable it is to execute running a successful business. He gave talks with Twitter users through the channel Wired about what he looks for in a successful leader. He states that, I look for leadership, I look for a few things. One, it's somebody who can relate to people, someone who can define a vision, someone who is nice, and someone who recognizes that it truly comes down to helping people achieve their personal goals and aligning those with the goals of the organization. If you can take the goals of your organization, whether it's your company or somebody you work for, and align them with the interests of the people that work for you, you'll be a great leader. And you also have to recognize, in this day and age, people aren't looking for lifetime jobs at a company. 
They want jobs that'll help them improve their own skill set so they can find a better place in life that they enjoy. And if you help people realize their personal goals like that, great things will happen for you as a leader. And I couldn't agree more with those statements. I think that's the reason why he's an influence on the younger generation is because he's blunt and he's got a smart work ethic. Younger generations want things right here, right now. But because you can't always have the results right here, right now, he'll give you the advice to expedite the process. The second person on my list is the innovative, extremely intelligent and thoughtful Anne Wojcicki. Her net worth is around $750 million, and she got there by becoming a co-founder of 23andMe. This tops her sister, who's the CEO of YouTube. The parents of these two must be extremely proud. To have two daughters of such stature and positions of leadership? Which brings me to my first point of why I think Anne is influencing the leadership skills of younger generations, especially women. You don't see many women in positions such as hers. So she likes to emphasize going out and defining your own path. She started in investments on Wall Street but saw more potential in the market. She spoke with an interviewer with Y Combinator on how much the healthcare industry specifically can change, stating, There's antibodies, there's all this like new, you know, there's like technology, like there's all these new discoveries coming, it's gonna be so different. And then when the bubble burst in 2000, um, a lot of innovation dried up and I started to see more what healthcare really is. And, and at the end of the day, healthcare is an amazing business that really effectively monetizes illness. And I used to always say, you know, if I successfully get you to never be diabetic, no one makes money. But if you do become diabetic, there's all kinds of ways I can make money. And at the end of the day, when I think about what I care about, what's in the best interest of me, like, I'd rather just never be diabetic. I'd rather never be sick. And there's no one in the system today that really thinks about how to keep me healthy. So after 10 years of investing, I felt like I really understood the system. And I also understood that you had this, all these people with the right intentions who really care, but the ship's just pointing in the wrong direction. Which is a great analogy when talking about the leader of a company or captain of a pirate crew, <laughs> whichever direction you wanna go. One of the more outstanding accomplishments in my opinion is the foundation that her and her ex-husband, Sergey Brin started. The Brin Wojcicki Foundation. This foundation donates to various causes such as the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research and other nonprofit organizations that work with education. Anne is one of my favorite leaders. From reading articles on what she does and watching videos about how she works, it's taught me more about the vision that is required to be a successful leader. The third person on my list of favorite leaders is the man that raises everybody's eyebrows at some moments. His Twitter presence is comical and sometimes gets me questioning why he sits at the number three spot on my list. But that's the reason why Elon Musk is at the spot, because he's so spontaneous. One of the big advocates for renewable energy only encourages this placement. He's one of the more ambitious and innovative people that I read about as well. Now, as the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, Elon Musk has over 50,000 employees to take care of. Some of his antics on social media may make his employees a little bit weary, but he has taken Tesla from the $234 per share of stock in September of last year all the way to the $900 mark in February of this year. Along the way, you've probably seen his hobby, The Boring Company, which sells flamethrowers and hats. And he's a man of the people. He knows pop culture. That's what draws me to him as a leader, because he, he really just does what he wants. He creates. 
And as someone who creates myself, I like to see what this guy is thinking and implement those thoughts into my ideas. If you haven't seen the podcast with him and Joe Rogan, I would highly recommend it. Joe asks great questions and brings out a different side of Elon that we hadn't seen yet. (laughs) And Musk is the same guy that will stop what he's doing with his endeavors to Mars in order to help people that are stuck in a cave in Chile. Or work with healthcare professionals to provide thousands of masks to coronavirus patients. He has his own foundation called the Musk Foundation that goes towards science and engineering education and renewable energy research. His ambition will be revolutionary. On a TED Talk a couple of years ago, he mentions the size of a rocket that he's built to get to Mars and describes it only as Elon Musk can, saying, In in units of 747, 747 is only about a quarter quarter million pounds of thrust, so so there are, um, for every 10 million pounds of thrust, there's 47, so this this would be the thrust equivalent of 120 747s, with all engines blazing. And so even even with a machine designed to escape Earth's gravity, I think you told me last, last, this thing could actually take a fully loaded 747, people, cargo, everything, into, yeah. into, into orbit. Exactly. This, this can take <laughs> a fully loaded 747 with, with maximum fuel, maximum passengers, um, maximum cargo on the 747. This can take it as cargo. Which leads me to question the size of other planets' interplanetary vehicles. To some people, this is literally crazy and makes people question why we need technology so advanced. To which he responds by saying, Yeah, I think it's important to have um, a future that is inspiring and appealing. I mean, I just think that there, like, there have to be reasons that you get up in the morning and you want to live. Like, why do you want to live? What, what's the point? What, what inspires you? What, what do you love about the future? And if, if we're not out there, if the future does not include being out there among the stars, uh, and being a multi-planet species, I find that, in- that it's incredibly depressing if that's not the future that we're going to have. And to me, that is what defines a good leader. The last of my favorite CEOs that I'll share with you is one of the most giving people in the world. The man who created Microsoft, Bill Gates, started his company in 1975 and over time acquired enough money to be the second most generous person on Forbes' top 50 givers list. Through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they have given $2.6 billion to international development and global health. They work to provide for U.S. education as well. He's currently one of the leading funders of coronavirus relief, and in an interview with CNBC, he states how his foundation is helping with the pandemic. Well, the areas uh, that we have the, the deepest expertise in is how you do testing, Uh, how you find drugs uh, that will save lives, and how you get a a vaccine uh, that making, you know, 7 billion uh, of those is is going to be an incredible challenge. And so, you know, we've taken our normal work, you know, on polio eradication or some of our HIV, TB work, and we've had to redirect that uh, to making sure we understand which of the therapeutics really are promising with actual data. What I've learned from Bill Gates is mainly through the books that he recommends. I believe that the best leaders pass knowledge in helping find the answer, not giving it. Some of the books that he recommends are Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari, and How Not to Be Wrong by Jordan Ellenberg. 
We have to learn something new today. Whether it's developing a musical skill, constructing a wooden project, or diving into a fantasy novel to explore a, a creative side of our brains, we have to do it. This list of leaders are life learners. Hard work, a vision, creativity, knowledge, all gained over time. So there's no pressure to be great right now. I encourage everyone to develop a list of your top three leaders. From your mom and dad to Richard Branson. Find someone who influences you and motivates you to be a better person. I want to hear who they are. So share them with me on Twitter. Shoot me a reply at the session pod at the underscore session underscore pod. Thank you for tuning into this week's session. I have a lot more in store for next week. So hit that follow button and tune in. Thank you.